Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Hello and welcome back to Maximize Your Influence. Kurt Mortensen here. This is podcast 480. We've got a special guest today, Franco Perez. want to welcome everyone back to the podcast. Hopefully you're out there achieving your goals, making it happen. So let's welcome Franco here. Let's talk about his bio. Grew up with a family with an unstable housing situation. Franco's on a mission to create affordable housing in Silicon Valley. And let me just add here, if you know, that's probably one of the most expensive places on earth, at least in the United States. He's discovered that the Bay Area's mobile home parks offer abundance of underused land with great growth potential. After years of dedication to his vision, Franco has established a devoted team of like-minded individuals who believe their positive impact equals success. Inspired to reimagine mobile homes and expand affordable housing opportunities across the Bay Area, Franco's talented team strives to unlock the pathway to homeownership to help families establish financial security where it might otherwise seem impossible Beyond his drive to develop cost-effective housing, Franco also enjoys videography, showcasing some of his favorite local restaurants and local small businesses, and promoting San Jose's unique culture to the world. Franco, welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's good to have you. I love that you're giving back, you're helping out, you're changing the world, making the world a better place. That's what it's all about. But let's start off with the question we always start off with our guest is, what is the worst vegetable on the planet and why? It's an interesting question. I, I It's tough for me to answer, but I, I think as much as I love French fries, outside of French fries, I don't really eat potatoes. So I, I'm going to have to say potatoes on this. <laughs> All right. That's the first one, potatoes. Well, that's true. French fries are kind of different than potatoes. But then, you know, if you put ketchup and ranch on enough stuff, it might work out for you. <laughs> exactly. And the why is like outside of the French fries, I don't really like them that much. <laughs> And it seems like the best French fries are kind of fake. They're not really potatoes, right? Unless you go to In-N-Out Burger, they're not really truly potatoes. So maybe they just change them up a little bit. So there's one for the books, <laughs> potatoes. We'll put that one down. Let's talk about what you're doing, how you're changing the world. Let's talk about mindset. You're an entrepreneur. You're successful. You're out there changing the world, making the world a better place. What is one of the biggest things you think as far as mindset or success psychology is the most important that's made you successful? Oh, man, there's so many different things to talk about on that. And I think there's so many different phases of my life that I had to change my mindset. And I think it matters really specifically to that person. I do want to talk about mindset. Like when I first started, I think it really came down to being resourceful and understanding how to be resourceful. And when you don't when you're in a place with no money and no resources, you go into survival mode and you're forced to be resourceful. And when you have that mentality of understanding that you don't need money or you don't need the right people around you, you just have to be have the right mindset to use the resources of what you have. I think that's a whole mindset and a whole hour long conversation we could talk about as well. It's really important to having the resources because a lot of people get stuck in that scarcity mindset. I don't have this. I don't have this. And you talk about these resources. Yeah. So tell us about your background and maybe 
did you have that scarcity mindset? How did you get to the point where, no, I, I've got this. I can do this. Yeah. So I had this weird situation where my parents split up and my dad was the main breadwinner, but he fled the country and I was left with uh, my younger sister and my and my single mom. And I had to drop out, out of school, start working. And I remember at the end of every month, we didn't have money to pay for rent. I had to borrow money to pay for rent and it was so painful. But it was the moment that I realized we were going to get kicked out of our home and my sister wasn't going to have a home that I felt I had to figure things out. I couldn't live like this anymore. And I got into sales. I did real estate sales and I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have money, but I just learned what I could on YouTube, on the internet and through audiobooks and that sort of thing. And I acted as if they were there with me. And I took all the information that I felt was valuable and I used it. And with that, I came to find out that, hey, even though I didn't have these resources, even though I've always lived like this and I've always assumed that I needed people or I needed money or I needed the right contacts to get ahead, when you are in that dying survival mode need, you will figure out a way to, at least for me, to protect my family. And with that, taking the information that's already out there on the internet, we already have anything there is to know. And it's more now than before. And if we can use that and take it to fruition and actually practice it and actually execute and actually do and test for ourselves, then we're able to learn so much faster. And I think it's that mental shift that really you'll find people be able to realize that they can take control of their life and they can control what they're capable of and be able to move ahead. Uh, I love it. I mean, take control. You didn't have time to create excuses why you couldn't do it. You had the reason to take care of your family, right? You just went, went exactly. after and made it happen. I mean, that's key. So many people spend all the time, but what about this and excuses? You're like, no, got to make it happen. There's no other option. And that's that's true for any great entrepreneur, any successful person as they go through. And I'll admit process. to that too, is I went through a long phase of just being like, why is it like this? Why is the system like this? And, you know, I had all the excuses in my head too, you know, and, and especially when it was only really thinking about myself. But as soon as I started thinking about my, my mom and my sister not having a home, that's what really pushed me to like, hey, we have to do something different. But you know, once you get past that excuse or mindset that the world is in an unfair way, then you, you start to get past that and evolve from there. I love that because you've quit focusing on yourself. You're like, no, I've got to make this happen. I got to take care of my family. There's there's no other options yeah. here. Exactly. That's key. You mentioned that you were in real estate and sales. We talk a lot about persuasion influence on this show. What do you feel as you got into what you're doing you know, in sales, what is the probably the most important sales skill for you? What has changed it for you to become more persuasive? Any thoughts there? Yeah, I had this big revelation of purpose. And and I think, long story short, I was an agent for a while. I, I really hated it. I hated it because it. I, I felt like I was helping the richest people I could find, find the most expensive homes that they could. And I was unfortunately not helping the people that were in my shoes with those housing issues back then. So we specialize in mobile homes where we're helping people get out of that rental rat race and starting that wealth building journey. And I think when you actually have the purpose and you have a real care for the why, 
you actually start to study like how can I benefit and and how can I help educate these people because I know for a fact that this is going to be better for that person. When I've seen it executed and when I've done it for myself and when I can see the numbers and I want to help somebody, then you learn your best friends in a toxic relationship and you can't talk them out of it and you say it one way for some weird reason. If you care enough about that friend, you're going to learn and try several different ways to explain to that person that they shouldn't be in that relationship, no matter how painful or how hard, how hard it is. And it's all a matter of learning how do we communicate and how do we explain and how do we say things in a different way, be able to, like you said, influence. And and I think some people see influence as a negative thing, whereas if it's used for the right purpose and the right intent, it can be a very, very positive thing. And for me, it became that way. I wanted to educate more people about how are the wealthy thinking and how are they not the middle class and the poor not taught the same elements and how can I influence them to be able to understand how finances work, how net worth works, how can we leverage loans to be able to build our wealth and get out of that rental rat race, right? In my eyes, influencing them or persuading them to be able to better themselves, to me, it, it's a very positive thing to do, right? And and I think that's the first thing is understanding that influence and persuasion isn't really a bad thing. And then with that being said, I really broke down and learned different communication styles on YouTube, different books, how to persuade and influence people is a popular book, right? And And, you know, I'm very fortunate in a position to have something that is part of our business that really and truly does help people. But I think that's the first thing is really understanding what influence is. And if you have a strong why of why you want, you will figure it out again. And it goes back to kind of that resourcefulness thing. Hope everyone caught that, your ability to communicate and talk with each other. And influence is not a bad thing. We've always talked about that. You want to get others to want to do what you want them to do and like doing it. I mean, that's the key. But here you are helping people to get out of that rental rat race. And you're trying to persuade them that, no, this is a good thing. You need to purchase this property. You can do this. And you get resistant. You're trying to Uh change their life, help them out financially, get them into a a home or a a mobile home that in the future, we know that's probably going to be their biggest asset. And they resist you. You're like, dude, I'm trying to help you out. (laughs) How do you deal with that resistance when you're trying to change their life and they just keep resisting you, any keys there? How do you deal with resistance? And I I think the first thing is identifying and really being a good listener and understanding what their reasons are, what their obstacles are, what their pain points are. And from there, how do we overcome these barriers together? And how do we help understand and focus what's actually the right decision? Right. And I think decision-making is something that unfortunately aren't we aren't really taught in school. And I think a lot of very logical decision-making has to be, how do I say this? At default, we're usually very emotional decision-makers where when we start to talk to like business owners or very, um, how do I call this? These finance people, they're very logical thinkers, right? And it's up to us to kind of help bring that level of emotion and also bring them into that level of logic to be able to make the right decisions. If they're not in that mental mindset to be able to improve themselves, then 
they're most likely not going to be receptive to what you have to say. But if you can showcase a, a family that's been able to improve their life and been able to get that financial security, then, hey, it's up to us to kind of showcase how this worked out for them and to help them visualize how this can work out for them as well. And with visuals and with helping them understand what's their life long-term goals and what their finances are going to look like three, five years down the line. And that's what really helped us get past these obstacles is financial tools that kind of help say, hey, you know, you're going to be making an expense early now to be able to help your future later. And this is exactly how the wealthy do this as well is upfront, they pay a high cost, but in the long run, this is how they benefit, right? And we do that through education and we help them understand and we help them get in that right emotional state to be able to make the correct decisions and think logically. There you go. The combination of motions and logic. I mean, that's how people make decisions. Along those same lines, let's think about what is your biggest objection that people have and how do you solve it? Is it the money? Uh, is it mindset that they don't think they can own something? I think, All the above? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess one of, and it depends on the type of consumer we're talking to. I think one of the biggest objections that we get is before even getting into seeing these homes, mobile homes have this weird stigma around it. And we often see, we have our perceptions off of the media, the news, movies, they make mobile homes look horrible. They make them look like for low quality people, low quality homes, and kind of like this trailer trash mentality. That being said, it's really our mission to kind of showcase really the beauty of mobile homes. And and for us, how we get past that is really being as visual as we can. That's why our YouTube channel has really kicked off a lot and is a big part of our business is showcasing, hey, this is the beautiful mobile home that we're building that's 12 foot high ceilings, 1800 square foot, three bedroom, two bath. This is the community that it's in, this beautiful community with the spa, gym, swimming pool. And this is what mobile home living can really look like, right? And I think for those that haven't been in mobile home communities, we always get the objection of, hey, I don't want to live in a mobile home. I don't, I know what they seem like. And they have this already made assumption of what they look like. And it's what we have to understand now is that with our generation and younger generations, they don't believe off of words or off of me telling you this, but they learn so much more through video and through visuals. We have to learn to, to market in that way as well. And so we showcase the finish work, that the construction of how it's built. And we also do educational videos as well. And I think video is a big part to be talked about relevant to your book, Influence. Well, that's important. And I love it because there is that stigma, you know, trailer trash. But, you know, you see those new mobile homes are like they're gorgeous. I mean, they're they're beautiful as you're showing people. But you brought up something that's really important. People don't believe words. But they believe other people, they believe the visuals, they believe the videos. I don't know if everyone knows, but YouTube's now the number two search engine. We don't want to just read about it, we want to see it. And that's a big part of influence. Other people that are doing it, uh, social validation that we, we call it, that's an important piece. But let me ask you this, as you've talked about, you're out there changing the world, helping people out. We've talked, to, you mentioned earlier about purpose, the reason, the why. People have struggled with that. You found your why. And that's awesome. But a lot of people just don't know their why. Any recommendations to help people find their purpose, their passion, their why 
because that's that's your motivator. That's what's driving you, and that drives a lot of entrepreneurs. If people aren't sure what their why is, their passion, their purpose, any suggestions to help find it? That's a really great question, Kurt. And and I wish I could kind of give an explanation, but I, I think for me, I'm very lucky that it was through a very huge pain point in my life and, and we were able to find it. But I think it would really come down to the word impact and understanding impact and and how and I think I find this with a lot of young generations too, is they want to be in a position or in a role or in a place where they can provide an impact in somebody's life. And unfortunately, with a lot of these corporate roles or these jobs that are coming up, they end up going through college and getting in these positions and realize that they feel like they're not making an impact. They're not really creating an impact in anyone's life. They're just a small pond in in a big company, right? And, And I think with that being said is, you know, whether whatever the problem is that you go through in life, whatever you experience, start seeing where you can create an impact, where there's a problem out there and where you can actually create some sort of difference. And I feel like that's a big place where a lot of these big businesses are built is finding a problem that they relate with or that they relate with at finding a problem that they've felt the pain and finding a way to make that pain go away, find a way to make that situation a little bit better. And when you find that thing that you're able to create that impact on, then you start to be able to be resourceful and figure things out. I would say that's probably the biggest why. And don't be afraid to test so many different things, whether it's five different things, really test the waters, different jobs or different, get into different roles that you're not comfortable with just to analyze, to see if it's a business or industry that you want to be in. And I think that's kind of a big element to finding your why, because I have friends that feel like they have their why and that sort of thing and later find out that this isn't what they wanted to do. Right. But it's okay to feel lost. It's okay to feel that way for a while, but you just have to keep trying and have trial and error in your life. And you mentioned, you know, friends that are lost, they thought they found their why and that's okay. Sometimes it's like sculpting. You're getting a little closer, a little closer, tapping into your why. But as you mentioned, find that pain, find that problem and solve it. That's what great entrepreneurs do. That is the key. So that is important points to take away. So Franco, what's that one thing I missed that you want our listeners to know about being successful, being happy in the future, your last words of wisdom? I'd say for those entrepreneurs out there that don't have something that they're working on, I think, you know, we often get caught up in social media and really chasing that money. And it's so attractive to be able to see like, hey, this is how you can make 10,000 whatever a month or a hundred thousand a month, whatever it is. But if you ask me, I think there's a huge amount of people out there that don't actually get inspired by that. And I think if you find your inspiration and like we talked about why, and we talked about resourcefulness, if I want to put something out there in the world, I'd say is to find something that would really help create an impact for others, a social impact in helping those in need and that sort of thing. And I think that's what's really worked for me. It was always never about the money. It was about I helped one family that felt like they were never going to be able to own anything, get out of that rat race. And I helped them just a little bit enough to be able to own their first home. I mean, I still tear up today when I see that happen. But as soon as I've seen that happen, man, I just built so much energy. I just wanted to do it again and help more and more people. And when you have that drive and when you when you're inspired by that and not money, 
you will figure it out. You will figure out what it is the next thing that I need to work on to help do more of this. And to me, I, I feel, I know it's cliche, but don't chase that money and, and find something that you really feel like will help people. And I think that's a part of entrepreneurship that's not really talked about lately. So that's probably what I would love to say. Well, great, great advice, great wisdom there. Everyone take that one to heart. Those are things that you can really use to change your life, change your income, make the world a better place. That's what it's all about. So Franco, appreciate your time. Where can our listeners find out more about you and what you do? You could Google us at Franco Mobile Homes. You should be able to find all of our stuff there or all of our links are at www.franco.tv. And uh, you can see all the videos of our mobile home stuff, how they're built. You can see our YouTube channel and that sort of thing. Perfect. Appreciate your time. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Kurt. All right. That's another edition of Maximize Your Influence. Again, thanks to Franco for sharing that powerful information. Check him out. He's an incredible entrepreneur, YouTube influencer, and can teach you a lot about video marketing. And like we talked about, it's now the visual. That's a key factor. It's a big shift in the world of persuasion. Remember to choose one thing, apply it, use it, make a difference in your life and other people's lives. You can find the podcast, Maximize Your Influence, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube under Maximize Your Influence. You go to the website, MaximizeYourInfluence.com for this episode and all the archives to contact us. And that's also the home of your free Persuasion IQ assessment. Again, thanks for being here. Master these skills and go out and persuade with power.